broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. I hope everybody's having an absolutely terrific day today. It's a lot of news going on, so buckle your seatbelts. This is going to be a really good show today. And the first thing I just wanted to briefly cover, and I've gotten a lot of emails, people asking me, you know, what do I think is going to happen with all of this gun grab, this gun push? And as I've told you guys before, they're eventually going to try to get this stuff into law, even if the bumbling buffoon in the White House has the executive order. They're going to try to go for it. So we already know where our stance is. But what I wanted to answer today is a lot of people are having a difficult time getting numbers and statistics and justifying it with arguments with other friends and family who are anti-gun. Basically what I'm saying is there's people and listeners and friends and health master customers that are trying to build a solid argument against a lot of these idiotic gun grabbers that just want to put blanket statements out there like we need to stop the the background check loophole from from gun shows and just stupid stuff that they have no idea what they're even talking about so my biggest and one argument that i always bring about and this pretty much shuts it down in most cases because there's very very little rebuttal to this so grab a pen and paper and write down these statistics so you have them if you want to be able to have them argue this and we're going to move on to the next topic but this is something i really wanted to address in 2008 and these are statistics i pulled that are hard numbers this is from procon.org britannia britannica 2008 there were exactly 12,179 gun-related homicides in the United States. That's not suicides. That's not accidents. This is intentional gun-related homicides, 12,179, 12,179, okay, 2008. Now, follow with me. That same year in 2008, there were 11,711 drunk-driving-related deaths, It's 11,711 drunk driving-related deaths. So you can say the statistics from a United States populace in that year and time frame that the drunk driving deaths and the firearm homicide deaths were very much similar, only about 400 off, which in a 330 million populous country, that's almost insignificant. I'm not saying those deaths aren't significant. Don't quote me on that. What I'm saying is we're looking at numbers here. So when everybody – And the left comes out and says, listen, we need to ban all assault rifles. We need to ban all magazines. We need to ban anything that we don't like because we're basically scared of it. That same argument can go this way. Well, because there were 11,711 deaths related to drunk driving, that means we need to mandate that all vehicles in the entire country that every single person owns has to have a mandated registered breathalyzer in the ignition, which is what they do, by the way, for drunk drivers. If you had multiple DUIs, they force you to get a breathalyzer system bolted into your ignition. You have to blow into it before you can start your vehicle. So we need to register every single vehicle in the entire country with a breathalyzer system because there are 11,711 drunk driving related deaths or better yet we need to restrict access to all vehicles to the entire 330 million person populace until they can prove that they're never going to drink and drive which quite frankly that would be almost impossible to actually prove 
Well, the same thing goes for what they're doing now. They want us to prove we're never going to use the firearm for anything. They want us to register the firearm, even though we've never done anything wrong. And they want to give us permission, if they see fit, for us to own a firearm. And ironically enough, driving a vehicle and owning a vehicle is not in the Bill of Rights. The Second Amendment, however, is. So... Those are some quick numbers and statistics and an analogy that can be very easily extrapolated on if you want to go further. But you can use very quickly to shut down this gun-grabbing, idiotic argument that is trying to be pushed. If they want to try to register all firearms, that that de facto means that all vehicles need to be registered with breathalyzers and that everybody needs to put in a request on why they think they deserve to own a vehicle and there are those dangerous assault weapons, those AR-15s. Well, those are pretty much equivalent to sports cars. So anything that has more than 250 horsepower, banned. If it has the ability to have more than 250 horsepower, banned. If it has the ability to put anything and modify anything on the car that can make it lighter, faster, banned. That exact same analogy is what they're trying to say with firearms right now, and that is why their feeble attempt to try to justify stealing firearms from law-abiding citizens absolutely has no business even being discussed in the United States of America. So just thought I would throw that out there to start off with. Also, too, I wanted to bring this up. Speaking of what we're starting to see now with the vaccine, this COVID injection, now the Yerdra Vigilance, which is the European database of adverse drug reaction reports. It has now come out as of March 13th. There have been recorded 162,610 serious adverse events due to the Moderna and Pfizer and AstraZeneca vaccine in Europe just in the last two and a half months. This is through March 13th, this reports. I'm going to repeat that. 162,610 adverse events with a registered 3,964 deaths directly related to the injection. This shows you actually where we're starting to see the numbers, not as manipulated, but still manipulated, but not as manipulated as the CDC. In my opinion and numerous other researchers and scientific opinion, we're going to see these numbers skyrocket over the next 6 to 12 months because of what this RNA gene editing therapy does to the body and what it's going to start allowing to happen, including the massive increase of cancer, massive increase of organ failure, massive increases of digestive and gut problems, massive increases of mental health issues all along the lines because what's going to continually start to do is break down the body and continually allow more and more health issues to occur. This is why Dr. Robert F. Kennedy came out and said, absolutely under no circumstances should you get this vaccine. You are doing gene editing therapy to your body, and once you do this, it is ear reversible and there is nothing left we can do to fix what has happened to you he said that directly so be very aware of this and at the very same time australia has now finally started to roll out their pfizer rna injections and imagine that almost immediately among doing so two elderly men who were at magella aged care received the pfizer vaccine on march 10th 
Two days later, both of them fell ill and died from pneumonia. Now, ironically enough, they were both in very good health prior to this injection. But as sad as it is, and my condolences go to the family, they were killed by this shot. We can play this whole loop-de-loop wordplay like the CDC says and like our friend who's a doctor out of Missouri has clearly said. Oh, if they do not have a serious adverse event within the first 20 minutes of being injected, they do not have to report anything being related to the vaccine. Do you think that's by chance, my friends? Do you, do you think that's just coincidental? They pick 20 minutes? No. They know that most of the cases take that long, if not longer, to start showing effects within a day or two. There's a reason why they skipped ferret and primate testing. There's a reason why they were only forced to do two months of phase three studying. And there's a reason why the FDA did not give it approval. It got emergency use authorization, which is a fancy term for saying we don't know what it's going to do. There has been no significant long-term testing. We don't know the side effects of this. So us at the FDA do not want to be liable and you cannot sue them under emergency use because under that clause, it is a voluntary option to get this injection. Anybody at a job, at a business, at a corporation tells you that you are forced to get this vaccine, this RNA technology, they are lying to you and they are actually breaking the law. You can go and look up the requirements with what they do with emergency use authorization. I've talked about this in detail. The same reason why the Pentagon came out and said the DOD was not going to mandate this injection for service members because they cannot legally do so because it's an emergency use. You cannot force somebody to get an experimental technology injected into you under mandate because it violates the Human Rights Act, and a lot of that goes back to the um, – the Nuremberg trials, that's where all this stuff stems from as far as forcing people to take experimental drugs and experimental injections. That is banned and illegal. So if you have a business, if you have a job, and they try to tell you you have to get this shot or else they're going to fire you, I highly encourage you and I suggest that you get an attorney immediately because this is not something we can stand back idly by and just say, you know what, we're just going to deal with it. We're just going to go along with it. No, this is a direct threat to the populace of the United States and of Europe. And there's a reason why they pushed this RNA technology when it was never approved, ever. And they pushed it through in two months and then told everybody they had to get it. And I mean now – have you guys saw the video yesterday with, with the old Kenyan Obama and Clinton and Bush standing in the, the moratorium over there in, uh, in D.C. with this music playing in the background as they go back and forth taking their turns telling you how it's your responsibility to get the injection and how the only way out of this pandemic is to get your shot and how you and your loved ones can get the shot now and be protected. I don't know if you guys saw that. I'll try to get it on the website, but somebody sent it to me yesterday, and it is so beyond creepy. I can't even explain it any further. The fact that you have retired presidents that all of them were some of the most shady individuals ever to stay in the Oval Office, involved in all types of weird behavior, wars, false flag attacks, terrorist situations. The list goes on. I don't even have to tell you guys anymore. And that they're telling you that it's safe to get the shot and that you need to get the shot and it's your responsibility to get the shot. 
why would they have to push the propaganda this hard if it was a safe, healthy, effective injection and everybody knew they needed to get it? The answer is they wouldn't even have to push propaganda because everybody would be lining up to get this thing because they'd say, listen, it's super safe. There's no side effects. It works unbelievably good. You never have to worry about getting COVID again, and there's no way it can possibly hurt you. Dude, why would you not want to get the shot? I'll be honest with you. The thing about it is none of those things I said actually actually go in and explain or even describe what this RNA injection is. So just be aware of that. Continue to get the truth out there. And I so thank you so much for the support of Health Masters and getting this information to all your friends and family and waking them up. What do you think, Deb? Awesome. Very, very well said. Yesterday, I went over to a car dealership, and I spoke to the service manager. He was bragging about how he had just gotten the COVID shot. And I said, oh. And I talked to my insurance agent yesterday, and she was bragging to me about how she got the COVID shot. And I'm like, oh. And so both of them were like, you know, this is the greatest thing that ever happened. And I'm like, where are the bodies? That's what I'm thinking to myself. Where are the bodies? Where are the bodies from the coronavirus piling up in the street requiring emergency authorization for a vaccine because we have millions of dead laying in the streets from coronavirus. Oh, that's right. <laughs> you've got to be tested to see if you've got the disease because you don't know about it because there aren't any symptoms because of this faulty test they're using and this massive magnification on to try to find some viral particle that may or may not have been at one time a cold or a, or a COVID or whatever in your body. And then you're testing positive for it because your body's already destroyed it. There's just a particle of it left. But you're still being tested positive for COVID. This is a lie. Everything's a lie. It's all a lie. It's a giant psychological operation to bring people into compliance. This is the same thing they did with the Simeon 40 back in the 60s with the polio vaccine that they gave to me and another 100 million Americans, almost the entire population of the country then, which basically has caused a massive increase of brain breast and bone cancer in people all over the country. Yesterday, I spoke to another friend, and, and I've known the man. I've, I've known the guy for 50 years, probably longer than that, probably 55 years. And I stopped by his house. He's getting out of the car. He's 76 years old, and he has a glial brain tumor. And he's going in for surgery next month, and he basically has a zero prognosis of living. Pretty much just it done. He's done. And, you know, I talked to his wife, and they're just all sad. And, and I had told him, 20 years ago, I've known him forever. In fact, he and I were precinct captains together for Ron Paul back in 2008 in our local precinct, which is one of the largest precincts in Polk County. And this guy's a friend. I mean, he's a good friend. He's been here to my Christmas parties before. Great guy. Problem is, he got caught up in the military industrial medical medicine. It's a little Freudian slip there, which is what it is, too. It's a, the, 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 the military industrial medical complex, let's call it that. And he also was a heavy diet soda consumer. And I warned him and warned him and warned him and warned him that aspartame caused brain cancer. Didn't make any difference. He kept drinking it. And now here he is dying. And I thought, wow. You know, and the same thing's going to happen with the COVID vaccine. People are going to get this vaccine and also they're going to start coming down with all kinds of diseases and they're going to blame it, number one, on the unvaccinated. You peasants that are unvaccinated, you're causing the spread of all these diseases. Go, but first of all, I'm not a peasant. And number two, I chose not to get an experimental RNA technology injected in my body because I kind of like my DNA the way it is. And I never got, never, I've never really been sick. And I had the COVID for three days and I recovered from it very quickly because I was taking zinc, 
which is like ivermectin, and C and D3 and potassium iodide, and I take those things all the time, and I feel great. No, peasant, it's your fault this is spreading. No, this is what they're going to do. This is like saying, how can I I do it this way? My mom and my dad both had a bad hip on the left side. I've got a hip on my left side that I have to deal with all on a regular basis, never really tell you guys this personal stuff, and my left foot turns out a little bit when I walk. It's a genetic DNA defect, basically, that I have that I've inherited from my mom and my dad. Now, I could say to you guys, it's the COVID's fault that I've got a foot that turns out a little bit. You guys look at me like, uh, Ted, that's a DNA deal. Oh, yeah. But that's what people do. My stomach's upset. It's got to be this. Is that And everything's blamed on some outside predator. And people wrap themselves up in this. It's like also talking about the gun, gun grab that we're fixing to have. We've got people all over the country that are chafing at the bits to take the guns away, but they're not concerned about drunk drivers. We've got people chafing at the bits, but they're not concerned about the 50 to 60,000 who die every year from opiate overdose in the United States because of the drugs coming out of Afghanistan, run through the CIA. But they don't want to talk about that. The media completely ignores all that. No, the powers that be, the entities that run the planet, they don't want us having guns. Because apparently when they're in our dimension, these guns are nasty things to them and they can kill them, whatever you want to call it. You walk into a satanic ceremony and you basically see these people sacrificing a child. This is horrible to talk even talk about this. But you walk in and you've got an AR-15 or you've got a Benelli shotgun or whatever. You've got a FNN battle pistol with a 17-round magazine stuck in the bottom of it. And you've got eight more battle ma- – you've got eight more magazines strapped onto yourself. And all of a sudden – you start killing Satanists or killing a baby. They know that if you know what they're doing to you. Remember, remember what George Bush said? If they knew what we were doing to them, they would hang us from the gallows. Remember that? Yeah. They would hang us from the gallows if they knew what we were doing to them. Guys, they're not doing it. The planetary controllers are doing it. And now you go, oh, no, gosh, here he goes again. He's going to do it again. Yeah, well, yeah, actually, I'm going to do it again. This is the Daily Mail. Now listen to this. The Daily Mail just released a story. Swarms of flashing, 46 feet long, tic-tac-shaped UFOs chased four U.S. Navy destroyers off California coast at 45 miles an hour and hovered above them at night for weeks, the ship logs reveal. Mysterious drones chase and harried four U.S. Naval destroyers for 100 nautical miles off the coast of California. The drones that were 46 feet in length, approximately 20 feet high and 30 feet wide, uh, these are not little vehicles that had no wings whatsoever. They looked like Tic Tacs with bright lights, multicolored lights, were able to travel long distances at high speeds with extreme maneuverability. Seamen aboard the destroyers reported seeing multiple drones and flashing red and blue lights. A UFO spotter said the drones were Tic shaped the head of the navy and the fbi were involved in the investigation investigation but it was hushed up by naval intelligence this area is home to a large u.s naval base on san clemente island and in the same areas another infamous u.s oath sighting happened in 2004 so let's pull that up that was with the uss nimitz and this is another big story this is another really really big story that happened that most of you weren't talked about Here's the summary from the executive summary written up by the like the person, the admiral, the captain on board. 
During the period of November the 10th through the 16th, 2004, the Nimitz Carrier Strike Group, the entire group, was operating off the coast of the western United States in preparation for the deployment to the Arabian Sea. The USS Princeton, on several occasions, detected multiple anomalous aerial vehicles operating in and around the vicinity of the group. These UFOs would descend very rapidly from approximately 60,000 feet down to approximately 50 feet in a matter of seconds. They would hover over any stationary vehicle or any stationary ship on the radar for a short time to depart at high velocities and turn rates. On the 14th of November, after again detecting these UFOs, the USS Princeton took the opportunity of launching two F-18 Hornets returning from training mission to further investigate them. So they went after them with ship with with with, with jets. The USS Princeton took over control of the F-18s from the E. 2C airborne early warning aircraft and vectored, which being controlled, sent them in the direction of these intercepts, approximately one mile away, which was reported to be an elongated egg or tic-tac shape with a a discernible middle horizontal axis. It was solid white, smooth with no edges, but it was flying with no wings. It was uniformly colored with no pylons or wings, and it was 46 feet in length. The FFA radar could not obtain a lock on these UFOs. However, it could be tracked while stationary and at slower speeds with forward-looking infrared. The UFOs did take evasive actions upon the intercept of the F-18s, demonstrating an advanced acceleration, aerodynamic, and propulsion capacity. These UFOs did not take any offensive action against the carrier group. However, given its ability to be operating unchallenged in the close vicinity, it demonstrated the potential to conduct undetected reconnaissance, leaving the carrier group with limited ability to detect, track, or engage. Guys, they're giving us disclosure. They're telling us the stuff is real. So now we have to ask ourselves a question. If these entities are basically running the planet, why are they pushing these vaccines so hard? Yeah. Why are they trying to change our DNA? Oh, then it goes back to Genesis chapter 6, doesn't it, my friends? That these angels came in, fallen angels, entities, reptilians, pick a name, I don't care. At this point, what difference does it make? And say, we're going to breed with the humans here, and we're basically going to create another offspring, another type of group of people, another homo sapiens, sapien, whatever they want to call us, in which we're going to completely control and destroy the DNA of the people on this planet to the point where God saw it and every thought was evil all of the time because they had connected themselves to a multi-dimensional interface, probably like a D-wave computer like we have now, probably using the pyramids to control the interface. And suddenly God said, that's enough. And he flushed the planet with a flood with Noah. But they didn't leave. They came back. And here we go again. Ding, ding. Round two or three or how many rounds it's been. Who knows how many times they've done crazy stuff here on this planet. But this is what's happening right now. And now they're finally giving us full disclosure. And by the way, I love this one. It's my favorite article here today. <laughs> Dual Israeli communist, probably Mossad asset, probably Kabbalist, probably synagogue of Satan, Chucky Schumer, says that state voting laws are one of the greatest threats we have to modern democracy in the United States. Whoa. He likened basing election integrity measures embraced by several states, such as Florida, and ID, with voter ID, in the era of Jim Crow and accused the GOP of attempting to suppress voters. He made the remarks during Wednesday's Senate Rules and Administration Committee hearing 
on for the people, which critics warn will strip power from the states and federalize U.S. elections, which will make election fraud impossible to stop at a state level. So dual Israeli communist, probably Mossad asset, probably Kabbalist, probably synagogue of Satan, Chucky Schumer is telling us that we can no longer have free elections in the country, which we saw pretty clearly on this last election. And by the way, Angela Merkel, the great communist, <laughs> she has decided she's going to lock down Germany for, for Easter. And no peasant can leave your house and have anything to do with your friends or family or go to church. Peasant, you will not leave. Yeah, that's what she did. And the German people got so hacked off and her party was losing so many followers and supporters and voters that she has now come back in and says, we're not going to do this. Uh, she basically Merkel drops the Easter shutdown plan for Germany and, and just to basically this Kabbalist weirdo communist apologize for what she did. I mean, this, these people are sick. German Chancellor Communist Angela Merkel, who was raised in East Germany as a hardcore communist who hated Germany and hated everything that we stand for as far as the West, on Wednesday dropped plans for a five-day shutdown over Easter, which had prompted confusion and criticism. <laughs> she called this idea a mistake and apologized to the Germans. Merkel announced a decision after a hastily arranged video conference for damage control with Germany's 16 state governors who are responsible for imposing and lifting restrictions. The same group faced with rising coronavirus infections, they have not, that is a lie, had come up early Tuesday with the unexpected plan for tighter restrictions over Easter for the peasants. Unbelievable. Guys, the world that we live in now has become so bizarre. It's mind-boggling. It really, really is that these communist, Kabbalist, Luciferian weirdos want to tell everybody what to do, and when they don't get their way, they're the accuser of the brethren, and they blame you for their very failings, and they blame you for not doing what they tell you to do because you have freedom of will, and you're not a good servant, a good serf, or a good slave, and a good bootlicker. That is who runs the planet. And this UFO stuff that we're finally getting disclosure on now, <laughs> is something that has been controlling the government of the United States through the CIA and secret societies for the past 70, 80 years. And it's time we all wake up and we realize that God told us we were not alone. And now we're seeing this. How does a 40-foot tic-tac fly? The only way it's going to do that is anti-gravity technology, which we developed in the United States from Germany in the 30s and the 40s and the 20s. Also, what do you think of what's your next story? Yeah, no, there, there's no doubt about it. I mean, the technology has been there. The technology is out there, and they're just slowly, slowly, slowly trying to get it disclosed to everybody. I mean, what do you think they put out all these crazy films all the time? I mean, usually every year or two, there's always another movie that comes out about another alien invasion, another alien invasion, another alien invasion. I mean, it, you, I don't even, you can't even count how many movies that we've produced now about an alien invasion. Well, you got to remember, a lot of that is conditioning. You get people to think about it enough. You get people desensitized to it enough. Eventually, when you finally go to disclose it, nobody's that surprised. And speaking of that, Something that is almost related and was actually very strange but isn't surprising me at all because I've seen research studies like this. But it goes to show you 
how effective conditioning can be. A team of researchers in Germany now, this is from RT, have completed successful experiments and where they showcased how false memories can be planted into somebody and then most importantly erased with potentially serious implications on the justice system and what is being done on individuals with confession. The team from University of Hagen, Johannes Gutenberg University in Mainz, the University of Portsmouth, conducted a series of memory experiments on volunteers over the course of numerous sessions. They wanted to both confirm that it is impossible to implant or incept if you will, a false memory into the mind of a subject using certain psychological techniques and tricks that rely heavily on the power of suggestion through repetition while also discovering to what extent these memories can be erased. In the latest experiment, the researchers created fictional but plausible stories from 52 participants' childhoods and blended them with events that never even came close to taking place. The researchers then reinforced these false memories in the minds of the participants by asking the volunteers' parents to play along and claim things happen exactly as described, including the full fictional elements. The process was repeated over numerous sessions to such a degree that many of the participants became so convinced the accounts were in fact true and false, the false memory was fully believed and born. Now, all that remained was to extricate these false memories from the minds of the volunteers, which turned out to be very easy as well. They merely asked the volunteers to identify the source of the memory while highlighting the fact that the false memory can be created through a process of repeated, excited recall that itself can be a form of conditioning. They said again over the course of multiple sessions, volunteers began to shed the false memories they had previously believed with little nudge from their parents were completely real and that with the majority returning to the baseline from their initial meeting with the false memory inception began. During follow-ups years later, some 74% of the volunteers had lost their fake memories and even outright rejected them as ever even occurred. The implications of this kind are disturbing to say the least, but most important research might be so far reaching in the realm of criminal justice with the methods employed by prosecutors, police, and others called into question when seeking the truth of past events. Now, this is something that happens very, very often. This is, this is not a joke. This is very serious. And this is another reason why Dad and I have always repeatedly said, you have the right to remain silent. A lot of detectives and investigators are very well-trained psychologists in the art of psychological warfare. This is, this is not conjecture. This is not conspiracy. This is a fact. I've talked to numerous individuals about this, even law enforcement. They understand psychological operations. They understand inception as far as putting ideas in people's minds. This is why they will ask you questions over and over and over again, imply certain questions and imply certain facts, and then come back around and ask you the same questions again another day, another week, another month later, and continue to ask you the same thing, even if the question they're asking has no realm in reality for instance they'll say did you go to this such and such area you go no I, I never went to this place did you go to this building at such and such date no I told you I didn't go there okay then they come back around and say well when you went to this building at such and such date what'd you see and you go dude I didn't I didn't go to that building listen when you went to this building at such and such date, did you see this? Dude, I didn't see anything. Oh, so so you're admitting you were at that building. Well, I, 
I, I don't know. I don't remember. I don't remember going there. I don't think I was there. Well, we have somebody else's testimony that says you were there. I, I was, I wasn't there. I don't think I was there. So you're not sure if you were there. Well, I don't know. When you were there at that date, did you possibly see any of this? Well, I, I don't know. Maybe I could have seen it. I don't remember what. And all of a sudden, they got you wrapped up in a web of false memories that you didn't even know about. You were never there. You can't even remember. And now all of a sudden, your brain's scrambling to try to figure out how to answer these questions about these memories that you didn't even think you had when they've just planted a seed in your brain. This happens all the time. And I'm just using a basic, just off-the-cuff example. They get way more direct, way more invasive, way more aggressive than that. This is why I tell everybody, you have the right to remain silent. If you're looking at a criminal investigation or you're looking at criminal questions, you're looking at anything related to that, you do not have to answer a single question. You sit there, you shut your mouth, you say attorney, and that's the extent of where you go. So many cases, so many convictions have been found upon false, basically accusations that in turn fell in to people admitting things that they never even did. This research study in Germany proves this even more. And this right here also, my friends, goes right back into what the media does. I've told you guys this repeatedly, and so has Dad. The mainstream media is a 100% operational, very effective psychop. They do this day in and day out. The cadence, the words, the verbiage, the tone, the colors of the tie, the words they put in the headline, the urgent flashing red, the clock downs they always have, the Dow Jones countdown, the COVID death countdown, the shooting countdown, the victim countdown. It's all designed to implant little things inside your brain that in turn grow. There's a movie that came out years ago. It's a very strange film, but it has a lot of very realistic concepts that can be done, and it's just expanded on a Hollywood, so to speak. And the movie's called Inception with uh, um, Leonardo DiCaprio. I'm not a fan of him at all. I don't like a lot of his personal things he says, but the film goes into detail on what you can do as far as implanting an idea into somebody's brain that was never there is not real and has never happened, and it can expand into something way further. But I wanted to bring this up today, this PSYOP that they're talking about in Germany, because this is exactly how, in many cases, we have reached a level of full delusional psychosis in this country due to COVID. You tell people that they're going to die from a virus. You tell people to be scared of everybody else because of a virus. You tell everybody to be terrified and wear a mask and shut their business because of a virus. None of it's true. There's a virus out there, just like there's another 60 to 70 viruses we get exposed to every single day out there. The biggest thing and the biggest lie they told us was that there was nothing we could do except huddle in place, stay scared, and wear a mask. When in reality, the most effective thing we could do was continue to be safe, use proper hygiene like washing your hands, take 
Take good doses of vitamin C, D3, zinc, and quercetin. Keep a strong immune system. Get adequate amounts of sunshine and fresh air. Continue to socialize with your friends and continue to keep your immune system stimulated like it does on a daily basis. And live your life and don't raise your cortisol due to fear. There's a video that somebody just sent me, and it was basically over in Europe. I'm trying to find out exactly where it was basically recorded at. And it's almost like a candid camera thing, but it's not funny. It has an individual who's dressed up as a mall security guard, and he's got a black mask on, black outfit on, little patch on. He's not. He's not security. He's acting like he's security, and he's got a baton, like a nightstick baton, and he's standing in the middle of this mall. Okay, and this, this is completely candid as far as the incident. And they take one guy who's also an actor, and they repeatedly have him walk through the mall past this security guard without a mask on. And as soon as he walks by this security guard without a mask on, the security guard whips the baton out and starts beating him and yelling at him to put a mask on. The guy puts a mask on. In every single incident, the individuals that were walking around and walking behind and walking back that were unaware this is a candid camera incident. They all stopped dead in their tracks with eyes big as kitchen plates and slapped masks on as fast as they could get them on. To some extent, one kid even turning around on an escalator and walking up the escalator backwards until he could get his mask on to walk past the security guard all postured with the nightstick. None of those people were actors. They were walking around without mask on, and they saw this guy get beaten in the back with a baton, and they were terrified and immediately put on a baton, put on a mask. Not one of them stood up and said, "Dude, what are you doing? You can't start assaulting people. You can't start beating people with a nightstick. That's the, a. That's illegal. There's no place anywhere in the world that allows you to beat people for not wearing a mask. Not to mention, you got all kinds of human right exposure on that. Nobody." Nobody questioned him. Nobody postured on him. Nobody bowed up to him. Nobody jumped him that I saw in the video. This is the conditioning that we're talking about. You continue to tell people long enough you have to wear a mask or you have to wear a mask or you don't wear a mask, this happens. You don't wear a mask, that happens. They will eventually get completely and totally subservient to everything you say. And that is exactly what we've seen happen in this country. Yesterday, I as well, I stopped at a dealership on the other side of Florida in Orlando, stopped by to talk to somebody over there. And uh, the sales guy came in Orlando, by the way, has like they're still kind of trying to push masks, even though they're not doing a very good job at it. So I go into the, um, the, the dealership, and the lady at the front desk, I ask her basically to page the uh, rep for me that I know, and she has a mask on. Everybody has a mask on. She goes, do you need a mask? I said, no, ma'am. I'm perfectly healthy. I don't wear a mask. And she looked at me kind of funny, and she said, okay, and I walked off, and he came down the escalator. He wasn't wearing a mask, and I said, you're not wearing a mask. He goes, you're not wearing a mask. I said, I'm definitely not wearing a mask. He goes, I'm definitely not wearing a mask either, and we shook hands, which is rare. Nobody wants to shake hands anymore, and I said, I like you already. I said, so what's the deal? I said, I see everybody around here wearing masks. He said, here's what me and my wife discussed. You know, Unless I'm dealing with a customer at the dealership that requests I wear a mask – I'm not wearing a mask anymore. He said, I go to the grocery store, and there's usually a couple people not wearing a mask. And he goes, every time I see people not wearing a mask, he goes, I feel like an idiot because I know I'm extremely healthy. I exercise. Me and my wife already caught it last summer. It was nothing. We bounced right out of it with supplements. We're super healthy. And I'm like, dude, you're you're talking my language, man. And he goes, here's the thing, Austin. He said, if people start 
one at a time, and everybody starts taking their mask off. Everybody else that's awake and is not afraid to stand up is going to start taking their mask off because they're going to realize this entire thing's a sham. And I said, dude, you're preaching in the choir. I said, it's very nice to talk to somebody that's awake. So I say that to say this. People are starting to wake up. Keep the momentum going. Keep the push going. Keep waking up as many people as you can and lead by example. Even if you walk in and you're the only one without a mask on, hold your head up high. Show that you're healthy. Show that you're confident. Show that you are not a peasant and that nobody is going to tell you what to do with your health. I found it ironic from the very beginning of this to where everything was about our health. It's for your protection, right? It's for, it's for your You need to wear a mask for your protection. You got to social distance for your protection. I go, why, why haven't you guys banned, banned cigarettes yet? You know, those, those are actually kind of unhealthy. I mean, what we have what, a couple hundred thousand deaths per year directly related to cigarettes between cancer and lung cancer and all these other health problems. But that's, that's, that's okay. What about alcohol? You know, cirrhosis of the liver, alcoholism, drunk driving. I mean, that's, there's a lot of issues related to alcoholism. No, 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 no. You can't tell people they can't drink alcohol, but, but, we can tell people they have to wear a mask for their protection. So I can go to the store and buy a carton of cigarettes, and I can go to the store and buy a handle of liquor, and I can drink and smoke myself into a stupor. That's okay, but I cannot absolutely walk outside in the parking lot without a mask on because, again, that's too dangerous. Guys, wake up and look at how much they contradict themselves with every single sentence they utter. Stand your ground. Thank you for getting this information out there. What do you think about this, Deb? You know, really well said, Austin. I remember years ago, there was an American college student. He was traveling in Singapore. And you guys can look it up. I don't have it in front of me. And uh, I can't remember the years, but it's probably 20, 30 years ago. And he spit on the sidewalk. I mean, just, you know, being a swine, basically, Americans spit a lot. You know, I can't say that I haven't spit before either. In fact, I can say I probably spit yesterday if you guys really need to hear the truth about all that disgusting stuff. But the reality is this. He spit on the sidewalk. Well, they arrested him for it, and they put the cane to him. They had like a cane, and they beat him until he was basically uh, almost bleeding because he spit on the sidewalk. And now I can pretty much guarantee you, I mean, it made national news that if every time somebody walked around and spit on the sidewalk or spit here in the United States and they got a cane put to them, they would stop spitting on the sidewalk. The same thing is exactly true with that, that thing you talked about in that mall where the guy put the baton to the guy. You know, Basically, he was fake, but he put the baton to him because he wasn't wearing a mask. And all of a sudden, everybody complied and put a mask on. And what was interesting about this in the German Nazi, Nazi concentration camps, which this is really not something that I like to talk about because it was – you know, my DNA that was over there doing all that with my relatives, none of my relatives directly, but it was the Germans who did this. And with Mengele and all the rest, you know, Mengele had a famous saying, and I'm going to, I'm going to paraphrase it. He basically said, the more we do these people wrong, the more we torture them, the more we're mean to more of them, the more we lie to them, the more, the more we do this. He says, the more they respect us, the more they love us, the more they do what we say. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You hear what I said? That's called Stockholm syndrome. Okay. That means that you eventually, if you're locked up long enough, you start to relate to your captor and you start to appreciate your captor and you start seeing your captor as the friend or the person who's trying to help you. That's what they're doing. It's a doggone concentration mingle experience that we're experiencing right now. Dr. Bobblinghead, lowlife, probably synagogue of Satan, Fauci goes – Oh, this is for your protection. And he gets on TV and he constantly talks about your protection, your protection. We're doing you a favor. We're locking you down for your protection. 
It's just all a bunch of lies, guys. And, and you know, John Rappaport wrote a really, really good article today, and I, I've got to post it to the website. He goes, thus at the beginning when the virus is discovered and the initiation process of this, I'm going to say satanic religion is introduced, the believer's imagination clicked, and he senses that he's on a new track of experience, and he's entranced. This is not ordinary life any longer. This is different. Fear, interest, excitement, anticipation are now all available, which are exactly what the occult initiations are supposed to provoke, the magnified sense of possibility the ordinary is gone. Research has found a new virus, which is causing an outbreak. Found a virus? What does that mean? The virus has been isolated. What does that mean? The virus has been sequenced. What does that mean? The believer can automatically apply his own images and thoughts and sensations and feeling to this mystery. They've now found the enemy. Next comes a new piece of magic, the test. The priests have devised, the satanic priests, I will add, these Kabbalist priests, I will say, have devised a highly complex system of amulet, arranging and rubbing, in order to detect the presence of the virus in a human. We all know it's a completely phony take, fake test with this PCR test, but it's the test. And then the minor priest will announce the outcome of the test to the believer. Positive or negative? Whoa! Now the meaning of the virus sinks in. Infected or not? No matter, the initiation is proceeding. If infected, there will be potions. Yes, pharmacology. Antivirals. Ventilators. To bring to the, what to the believer made up of pride of himself? The breath of life. Yes. The other outcome is death. Death! It's going to die. Everyone's going to die. You know, we're not dying, but they told us we're all going to die, so we believe it. See, masking traditionally is for criminals as well. The thrill of the outlaw. Masking also erases identity. The believer can imagine a new persona. Masking includes a sense of sacrifice. I eliminate who I was for the cause. I'm doing this for you. I'm doing this because I'm a good person and I'm a Christian and I want to take care of everyone. I eliminate this. I'm going to sacrifice myself. Masking introduces a such of humiliation, humiliation, guilt and pride, all standard guilt elements of the initiation, distancing, 666, more satanic imagery, necessary isolation. So the initiatory process for that individual can proceed unhampered. Distancing separates the clean, the clean from the unclean, the filthy, the dirty, the, 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 the Gentiles from the Jew, clean and unclean. The lockdown further creates isolation, removing the influence of the outside world and its distractions. And your friends telling you this is all fake. This isn't real. There's a man behind the curtain. You don't get to hear that anymore. And finally, the rescue and the revelation. The vaccine is here. The injection is here. Oh, yeah. Well, now they don't bother to tell you that every single ferret and cat trial, everything died from septus, that it couldn't even defeat its own self, its own back. When you re-expose it to the wild coronavirus in the, in the wild, it, the body didn't see it any longer as a problem, wouldn't produce antibodies against it. And they all died of septus, which means their bodies filled with pus until all their organs failed. That's got to be one heck of a way to die. How horrible is that? And then the head guy there at Pfizer says, and by the way, this product is really, really bad for pregnant women. And, of course, everybody's saying, oh, that's not true. He didn't say that. Oh, yeah, he did say that. Here's about what he said. The vaccines will produce a temporary antibody to coronavirus by attacking the spikes since the end 
homologous proteins. Not coincidentally, the Sensian 1 is also essential for the formation of the placenta in mammals and humans. Therefore, the vaccines could cause infertility, miscarriage, birth defects, and Pfizer is not disclosing this information to anyone. But here we are. We have a situation where they're telling us now that this product can kill us and make us infertile, but we're supposed to sit here and go, oh, no, peasant. Oh, no, peasant. Be quiet, peasant. It'll be okay. Nothing is a problem. Gallup is now warning the Biden administration has changed topics here that there are 42 million migrants are now wanting to enter the United States. Guys, this isn't 42,000. This is 42 with like, you know, six zeros, 42 million. And they want to bring these people in. And Biden is all for it. The problem is now they have a massive problem at the border because they can't support all these massive people that are coming in. Jeff, Jim Clifton, the chairman and CEO of Gallup Polling Company, posted the warning March 24th as Biden struggles. Biden's not struggling to deal with anything. They want these people to come into the United States to vote communist, to deal with the migration wave unleashed by him and his pro-migration deputies. Here are the questions every leader should be able to answer regardless of their politics. How many more people are coming to the southern border and what's the plan? There are 33 countries in Latin America and the Caribbean. Roughly 450 million adults live in that region. And Gallup asked them if they would like to move to another country. And a whopping 27% said yes. That means roughly 120 million would like to migrate somewhere. Gallup asked them where. And 42 million said to the United States. Guys, are you listening to me right now? This is this is exactly what Angela Merkel did in Germany when she brought in 57 IQ Somalians to come into Germany who did not know how to flush a toilet. They could, and Gaddafi warned them, you take Libya down, there'll be a massive influx of migrants from Africa into Europe with me gone. There'll be nobody to stop them, and they wanted him gone, so there would be nobody to stop them. And Angela Merkel, the hardcore, horrible communist, brought them in. And Germany is no more. And my relative in Germany, Maria, said to me the other day, and I read you her text, Germany is destroyed. It took a while, didn't it, guys? It took since World War II. They laid it into the ash heap of history after World War II. They starved another 12 million Germans to death. They brought a hardcore communist in, and there goes Germany. It's done. And there goes the United States. It's done. They want a group of people to come into this country with lower IQ scores that can't do anything besides live on the welfare state to collapse the United States through Cloward and Piven, which is all brought to us via the Frankfurt School, as they've changed the very moral fiber of the United States and changed it into something different than it was. And I talked about this yesterday with political correctness. And I talked to this yesterday about progressivism. You can hear that again. And that's what we've done here in the United States. We're progressing towards this liberalism, towards transgenderism, until we no longer have values that founded this country and made this country the great United States. We've not had a president since John F. Kennedy who told the truth. Ronald Reagan tried. They shot him. Did his CIA <laughs> vice president, George Bush, George H., came in and basically took over the White House and got Reagan all wrapped up in Iran-Contra and everything else from Nicaragua running drugs to the Contras and running weapons to the Contras and all the other things they got Reagan involved in he probably didn't even know about. They could shut him up. Last four years of his presidency was a giant mess because he was caught up in all of that stuff. The last good president we had was John F. Kennedy. Reagan was also good. They shot him just a few months into office and changed his entire narrative. Guys, 
this country has been completely and totally seized by the deep state, which would be the Kabbalist-controlled international banking cartels working with the CIA, with the advanced technology they got from Roswell, and everything they're doing is to destroy the relationship the United States has and the people in the United States have with Jesus Christ, who is the great I am. Guys, through Jesus, all things are held together, and they don't want us to have that relationship with Christ. They want us to basically be a mestizo race that believe in a one-world government with a one-world God with their snake in a tree called Einsoff, basically being ruled out of Tel Aviv through Noahide laws, and anyone who believes in Jesus gets the guillotine. That's what they want, and that's where they're taking us, and we have to resist it with every fiber in our body, and Austin was right in the beginning. Guys, guns aren't the problem. If you make laws against guns and you have to turn your guns in, so many of Americans who are law-abiding citizens who would never use their gun to do anything but defend themselves will turn their guns in because they want to be law-abiding citizens. The criminals will not. They will never turn their guns in because guess what? They're criminals. They don't listen to what you tell them to do. What an interesting time we find her in. Always remember, keep your hearts and minds in Jesus Christ all the time. Pray. Families relationships, marriages, kids. Everybody seems to be going nuts. We've got more demonic influence in this world right now than we've ever had before. Why? Because these demons are absolutely hell-bent, literally hell-bent, on bringing in a new world order, a new world government, and a one-world religion and destroying what is left of Western civilization based on Christianity. We cannot allow that to happen, at least not on our watch. We can do all things to Christ who strengthens us. I love you guys. Had the opportunity to pray for you today. God bless you. Go off Austin, finish it up, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, I told somebody the other day, I said, realistically, if they really want to stop these shootings, what we need to do is we need to make a law that says it's illegal for somebody to go into side of a shopping center or a store or a supermarket and execute people and shoot them. We need to make that illegal. We need to make it illegal to go into a store and shoot people in the face. Oh, wait, that's right. There's already numerous laws that make that a first-degree felony, including first-degree murder. Oh, that's right. They There already are that on the books to make everything about that situation illegal. Oh, well, you know, if we would have just made a gun ban across the country, I'm sure the shooter would have said, you know what, I don't really need to go commit first-degree murder because it's a felony to have a rifle that's considered an assault weapon. That that I don't, I don't want to break that law. It's like I'm, I'm obviously being sarcastic here, and I'm making a joke of it, so don't think my dark humor is me not taking the situation seriously. But I told that to my friend years ago, and we were discussing the context of short-barreled rifles and ATF's idiotic legislation on them and trying to come in and demand these braces, you know, are illegal. And they've they've shut down. They've stopped a lot of that now because of how much backlash they got. And I said, it's funny because you think, you know, somebody's going in to rob a bank and they, the guy beside him goes, whoa, whoa, you, you can't rob this bank with that. Why? Well, that, that AR-15 has a stock on it and the barrel's shorter than 16 inches. You need to put a brace. If you put a stock on that, that that's an illegal SBR. Put a brace on it. It's legal. Then we can go. We can go rob the bank. <laughs> they they don't care. People that want to go do harm to others or commit crimes don't care about gun laws. Hence the term 
criminal. They are a criminal that does not follow the rule of law. Doing one more erroneous law isn't going to stop them. We've reached a point in this country now where whether you like it or not, there are so many firearms in this country, it is virtually impossible to extricate them from the entire country. It would be impossible, even if you did door-to-door confiscation. Because you're going to have tens of millions of Americans are never going to turn those weapons in. They're going to have weapons that aren't there. They're going to have weapons that they lost fishing. They're going to have weapons that they just say, no, I'm not going to give them to you, period. So this whole talk about trying to ban something and make a law-abiding citizen illegal for owning it goes back to the same analogy I used at the beginning with drunk driving and breathalyzers and vehicles and banning fast cars. That concept obviously would not fly for any of the manufacturers because they're not going to eat the cost. They're not going to stop making high-end cars and sports cars. They generate too much money. So why are we going to ban firearms that basically have the similar amount of deaths just related to drunk driving and much less from actually total automobile deaths in the country? The answer is you wouldn't. It would be idiotic to do so. Thank you again, my friends, for the continued support of Health Masters. Be sure to check out the product of the week. You voted and it won by a landslide. The D3 10,000 K2, one of the most effective products we have found in maintaining a healthy immune system, keeping the white blood cell count active. And always remember, during the wintertime, especially up in northern states where it's very overcast and there's not a lot of sun out, it is important you keep your D3 levels elevated. 10 to 20,000 IUs a day in those conditions, 10,000 every day to every other day during normal conditions. That's my personal intake. You may need to take more, maybe a little less. The easiest way to do is on your next blood work, ask them to test for D3. It's always important. I always do that. Thank you again, my friends. Thank you for the support. Stay prepared. Stay armed. Stay awake. And as always, I'll talk to you again on our show tomorrow. You guys have a blessed, safe, awesome night. to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network.